0: Welcome to the Eat Local CNY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week's episode, my guest is Paul Daly. If you're interested in branding and marketing and advertising, if you're interested in running a local restaurant and helping local restaurants increase and grow, if you're a restaurant owner, if you're interested in social media, if you're just an avid social media user like most of us, then you're going to love, love, love my conversation with Paul. I reached out to Paul for a few different reasons. You know, I love bringing value and being able to facilitate people in the industry, restaurant owners, brand managers, whatever. I love being able to facilitate them learning something and growing. And the podcast is one of the ways that I can do that. And so I wanted to bring Paul on for that because social media is such a huge part of a restaurant owner's or manager's daily operations these days it's important that a restaurant is on facebook and on instagram and on any social platform really that has an audience that they're out there pushing their product and promoting their restaurant because it's free you know they don't have to pay five hundred dollars to run an ad in the newspaper or a thousand dollars or however much it is to be on the radio with a commercial that may not convert well they can go into social media where it just takes time. They don't have to put actually any money into it. And I know time is money and yada, yada, yada. But there are restaurants in Syracuse, Glazed and Confused, uh, OG, Original Grain, and I'm sure there's plenty of others. that. But, you know, those two pop out to me as two restaurants, food businesses in Syracuse that not only do they have a great product and have a gorgeous restaurant, But they crushed it on social media. They crushed it on Instagram in the beginning. That is one of the big reasons as to why they are so successful as they are because they just crush it on social media. I thought it would be great to have Paul here and talk about best practices and branding, especially nowadays when we're in this transition phase because engagement on a lot of platforms is down. Maybe not all of you are noticing that. I'm noticing that and I do the you know social media management for five different restaurants along with Eat Local CNY. And I'm seeing engagement shrink all over the place. By engagement I'm talking about likes, comments, shares and while in one aspect of this conversation I think this is pointless, I should go read a book. Uh another part of this conversation I think This is a very big deal because of engagement shrinks that I'm not being seen by as many people and then I'm not able to sell the product or sell the restaurant to as many. So this is where it's all coming from. And I couldn't think of a better person to come in and talk about this, uh, to the level that Paul would, because he's an expert in it. He practices all of these things himself and he's growing a business and has grown businesses based on these branding, uh, ideas and strategies that he's talking about that have made him successful. So, I really hope you enjoy the conversation that we're going to have today with Paul. Do us a huge favor. It means so much for podcasts. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Leave us a review. Let me know what you think of the Eat Local CMY podcast. That means so much in the podcasting world is those reviews. So, do me a favor. Leave me that review. Let me know what you think of the Eat Local CNY podcast. Don't forget, our sponsor for the Eat Local CMY podcast is Sriracha Q's with their new subscription box, the Sriracha Box. Sriracha Box is the club for foodies who love heat, flavor, and Syracuse. Now you can enjoy a taste of hometown heat and flavor delivered right to your doorstep no matter where you live. Each Sriracha Box features popular sauces from Sriracha Q's and includes favorites like Maple Garlic, Maple Ghost, Empire Beer, Recess Coffee... Syracuse Wing and Spicy Barbecue Sauces, along with spicy specialty foods from other local Syracuse, New York artisans. Head over to SrirachaBox.com today and get your hands on a Sriracha Box subscription. That's S-Y-R-A-C-H-A Box.com. Well, without further ado, here is my conversation with Paul Daly. of congruent story what is a company what are you focusing on with your clients i mean i followed the sun auto thing pretty closely Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming you did most of what i saw which was amazing oh thank you were you you guys doing a full rebrand there
1: yeah so um we we've actually we were congruent story we've kind of chopped that down to congruent so just congruent now okay um but the handles are all congruent story don't the url is taken by some company that doesn't really? really use it so like so, we're congruentstory.com. Yeah. We just actually launched a new site today. So, oh, it's really? September 4th or whatever. We just launched a new site today. Oh, awesome. So, with Sun, um, yeah, basically with that, it was, um, I mean, I have a bit of an automotive background, but it was a complete reinvention yeah. of, of that organization um, from a branding perspective and a reintroduction to the community because uh, Todd just change their business model to reflect what people actually wanted. Yeah. And so the challenge there was like, we have to take this brand that has been so quintessentially, it's a 40 year old company. Right. right? And for at least the last 10 to 15, it's been the used car King. Right. And it's been Todd's face and Todd's perspective and Todd selling on camera and you know, Todd being the, the smart businessman that he is and really attuned to, you know, what the customer demand is realized like, that's not what people want in buying a car and the experience. So yeah, it was a like, let's reimagine and reinvent what the sun organization's about. And then let's create a whole new aesthetic, a whole new way of communicating that was not centered around Todd.
0: Especially <laughs> those of you that are listening in the area, if you're most everybody around here is familiar with sun. So mm-hmm. if you've seen that transition most of that's thanks to you guys. Oh man, that's yeah. really
1: cool. And then a lot of that's been done on, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, there's ads being run and yeah. Instagram posts. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff, yeah. but it's all, but a lot of fun. There's been a lot of community management that's been a riot. Oh, I bet. And as you can imagine, you know, there's, there's a little bit of pent up animosity around <laughs> car dealers. Right. So, you know, one of the early conversations we had, like, Hey, if we're going to be brave enough, to start talking about how people actually feel about the car business as a dealer. Yeah. Well then you need to be ready to have the conversation publicly. Right. And I think that's one thing that brands often neglect is the fact that they have an opportunity to talk about what people might be frustrated about instead of just ignoring it. Like it doesn't exist, but guess what? It exists. Right. And if you're the one that talks about it and you're the one that can like take some of that, you know, take the, the pent up aggression a little bit. Yeah then you can disproportionately win. Yeah. And I uh, think I think that's what Todd's doing. Frankly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, especially for our area, they're doing a great job in yeah. just everything, you know, their messaging that they're putting out. And yeah. The fact that you could go on, because I was looking at cars around the time you guys were doing that, mm-hmm. the fact that you could go on to their website and just get exactly, you could adjust, I'm going to put this much down, I'm going to lease for this long, I need mm-hmm. this, whatever, and this was your payment. Mm-hmm. I mean, in an industry... I mean, I don't have to tell you this, but... No, you're right. Yeah. It's, it was, it's, it's what you want. Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: A seam, and then when you go in the showroom, it's a seamless experience. Whatever you did online picks up right there. Right. There's no haggling, no smoke and mirrors. Like, yeah. it really is. And it's not only locally. It's easy to think about that in Syracuse. But I've been at national conferences where, you know, Todd's on the stage or on a panel. Mm-hmm. And people are showing what he's doing with his brand on a national stage. Because yeah. you'd be surprised. Like, he definitely is willing to be progressive. I mean, frankly... You know, when opportunities come up to work with other industries, especially in automotive, like I don't work with anybody who doesn't have really the guts to make that shift. Yeah. Because it won't because because it takes it takes guts, yeah. Like to make the shift. And because Todd's been willing to do that across the country, people look at what he's mm-hmm. done and are saying, like, this is the direction we need to go. So <laughs> it's not just Syracuse. He's really unique even yeah. in the country, very, very small percentage of dealers.
0: Well, that's kind of like you know, I'm, I'm so obviously we work with restaurants pretty specifically, that's right? A couple farmers, but you know, talking about that's pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know if Todd's selling, I don't know if a local dealership is selling cars out of the area. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure people drive in from, you know, an yep. hour or so, whatever it is, but I don't know if somebody in, you know, Arkansas is calling up. A no, we're,
1: no, definitely not
0: but yet the reach is kind of out there. I mean, if you're doing this stuff online, Mm -hmm. your potential reach is everywhere, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. People are searching. You can get
1: there from anywhere. Right.
0: And so that's kind of one of the things like I'm kind of curious about when it comes to building a brand for a local restaurant is how much of it um, do you put like, for example, as a restaurant, should a restaurant, a local restaurant start a podcast?
1: Um, I think podcasts are a great way to meet people. Um, Even, so there's this, this, I've gone through this debate, internal debate, and I know a lot of small business owners specifically have been a small business owner for years, worked with tons of them. And there's sometimes an element like, hey, I don't want to be like so self-promoting that it seems like I'm just a self-promoting person, yeah. right? And I think the old guard thinks that way. Mm-hmm. I think the new way of thinking is that whenever I put something out there about myself or my business, but even yourself... Right. People want to connect with people. And what you actually have now is an opportunity to connect like you never did before. So putting out a podcast is obviously the medium. If you're not romantic about the medium, right? Podcast is a very popular medium right now Mm. that is very easily consumed. So should you have a podcast? Probably. (laughs) Right. I hate giving blanket answers. But is that a valid consideration if you're a restaurant or, you know, somewhere that sells food to retail? Right. Yes, it's a valid consideration because you can talk about your product, but mostly I would celebrate the community around what it is that I sell. Hmm. And so if that's, you know, craft beer, then let's talk about craft beer. And that's probably a space where you see it more commonly. Yeah, for sure. Right. But even like Glazed and Confused, a great local example, right? They have a community with a certain vibe Hmm. that's around That So do I think there's a lot of blue sky for days glazed and confused to put out a really fun podcast about Syracuse that doesn't have to be about donuts. I do. Right. right? And that would really cement what I think is the essence of branding, which is you want to find the people like people like us do things like this and people like Mm. us buy products like this and eat food at places like this. So, yeah.
0: You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was, you know, that's one of the questions is I'm thinking to myself, I have a client who they focus specifically on keto. Mm-hmm. at the restaurant mm-hmm. one of the things we did was we started a keto podcast yep it's all about keto mm-hmm. um and we've had doctors on as guests and it's a great. lot of it's just the owner talking like for the syracuse mets tim tebow comes into town he's playing on the team mm-hmm. he you know is vocal about he lives all of keto for his diet okay and so as soon as we found out that tim tebow was in town I ran down to the restaurant with my camera and I was like, we need to get you on video and we need to have you saying, Tim, come down and be on our podcast, be a guest, like mm-hmm. get people to share this. And, uh, you know, she, because she's not self-promoting doesn't view herself as being self-promoting. Felt she awkward, didn't right? want to do it. Yep. She's like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, it just feels like I'm trying to draw too much attention to myself and, I'm like, we have a podcast where you're talking for 45 minutes. something that's meaningful to <laughs> yeah.
1: who is now a local celebrity, exactly. not just a national celebrity. Yeah. Right. Connecting the dots.
0: Right. And so, you know, I, I totally get that. And it is kind of, it is a struggle sometimes to, like, get people to be kind of that face and to be that voice and be in front of a camera and get on social and do stories and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you know one thing about podcasting,
1: though you don't have to be in front of the camera. Right? You like don't. you and I have a video format, right? right? Where it's a podcast, but it's also a video. You know, but if it's not, I think that takes away a little bit of the edge. Yeah. And another thing that you can do, I think, to to hedge if you're not comfortable like continually pushing the train of conversation and doing that is you get a you get a co-host or a host. Yeah. Right, and somebody that can actually keep the energy going, coach you through it, prompt you out of it. So I right. think that's also a big opportunity for people who. Might not be as comfortable like doing the communication, like usually in the restaurant Mm -hmm. business, right? Hospitality. Right. So like you put a person in front of them yeah, and they are connecting, they're caring, right? They, they build relationships quickly, right? Right around food and the experience, but you put a mic in front of them and there's like, there is this barrier that you have to get past that isn't, isn't really natural for most people. Yeah. So I think that's a valid option is having somebody to host. And maybe that's even some of the value that you bring already is, is. Be able to draw some of that out, but obviously yeah. the consistent putting content out like you can't replace that,
0: right? Exactly, and I'm noticing that po- that part a lot more with uh, the changes at Instagram over the past three four months. I'd mm-hmm. say is that you know restaurants hire me, and I mean there's a hundred of me running mm-hmm. around Syracuse that do the almost the exact same thing for mm-hmm. clients, and that is post on mainly Facebook. Uh, unfortunately too many restaurants in the area are still on Twitter and (laughs) Instagram, right? It's like, those are the three and it's like a post a day Mm -hmm. and, um, engagement has just dropped like crazy Mm -hmm. on Instagram, especially Mm -hmm. sure has, um, you know, I'm. it's across the board. Yeah. You know, yes, for sure. I've noticed though, like, you know, so I came from the, I tested this out with a restaurant I started with, uh, two, three years ago. And that was putting money behind every post Mm -hmm. and still not having a total grasp of ads, but just putting money behind every post and seeing how that directly affected Mm -hmm. engagement. Sure. But it also affected dollars and customers coming Mm -hmm. into the restaurant in a pretty significant way. I mean, they um, whatever they jumped after Mm -hmm. the first year pretty Mm -hmm. significantly. Seeing now on Instagram, and like you said on Facebook, even with boosted posts, the engagement has just dropped. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, all right. A post a day doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Even just replying to comments now that you get on Instagram isn't working. Mm -hmm. Like you have to then now you have to you know you have to go out and do exactly what Gary V's been saying for the past you know how many years.
1: Forcing you to be actually social. Yeah, exactly,
0: (laughs) exactly. I mean, you know the um, the comments that I'm on there, you know, on Instagram, just going through Syracuse and just commenting on people's posts. Yeah, you know, because you have to do that stuff. And I guess you know. I'm curious your thoughts on should a local restaurant see like the drop in engagement and just start sitting on Instagram and popping out comments on others, you know, just being that involved in the community Mm -hmm. Uh, or should they, or maybe it's a both or should they just kind of spread out their brand across multiple platforms? Like, is it enough to focus and be a hundred percent on Instagram and just be the best that there is in the area with it? Mm Mm-hmm do you also have to just spread yourself across Facebook and TikTok and podcasting and YouTube?
1: Well, um, you know, the principle of not creating friction for your audience is real, you know? So there is also, so posting content wherever the attention is and not making them have to work to get to it. Right. If you just go Instagram, you're like, well, then I'm only trying targeting the percentage of the population or potential, you know, customers that are on Instagram. You're making that decision. On the flip side, like spending time, energy, money on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, and Instagram and Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat, right? Or on your website or a blog or a podcast. Yeah. There's only so many hours in a day. Right. And so, like, finding out where the low hanging fruit is and where you get the best mm-hmm. ROI in your time. Look, small business owners in general, restaurateurs in general, more specifically, like, hmm. are busy. Yeah. Busy, busy. So it's like, trying to measure that ROI, where is it actually, is a really difficult thing to do. Like, yeah. you said something great in the sense where, like, hey, we were able to link the dollars spent on posts back to dollars spent in the store. Yeah. Which, without that, everything else is just vanity metrics. Like, if you right. just hit the boost button on your posts, right, what's actually happening, and you know this already, but some of you out there might not understand, when you just hit boost post, right, you're getting kind of the worst of the attention that's yeah. left. Right? Because if you think about it this way, Instagram and Facebook, they have one asset as a company, and that is the attention of the viewer. Right? So all they have is our attention when we log in. It's the only thing they have of value. Mm -hmm. So they can only show me so many ads before I get disinterested and they lose my attention and I bounce to a different platform. They're constantly trying to find that balance. Now what happens is they're selling ads to companies saying, okay, well, I, I always say marketing's an interruption, right? So they're selling interruptions right. to what I actually want to see. Yeah. And so if they're going to sell an interruption, then they need to make sure that it's something I care about. Mm. And so they like, you pay the most money for the most specified audience. Now, if whatever's left over, so say like, Hey, I'm going to show Anthony five in-stream mm. promotions, you know, mm. per hundred posts or whatever the metric is. Yeah. So I only have five. And once the companies that are targeting you know, a guy your age that lives in Syracuse that likes these things, once all those people have gotten their spot mm-hmm. and there might be one spot left and it might not be something that's really relevant for you and you hit boost post, you get that last spot. Yeah. So like for you, tying that back to a business objective right. really makes sense. Yeah. And to kind of wind it all the way back, like putting your dollars where they make the most sense, but also putting your time and attention on the platforms that make the most sense. So should it just stay on Instagram I don't know. Maybe you're getting amazing traction. Look, yeah. any company that does anything amazing, right? you're going to get seen. Yeah. Right? Like it, it always goes back to that. Do something that's really great and people are going to find out about it.
0: Do you think it's um, following the demographics? Like, for example, I know from looking at for Eat Local's social pages, I know that, you know, I'm most popular on Instagram amongst women 25 to 34. Yep. In Baldwinsville and Liverpool. Yep. And, you know, if I'm trying, if I want to go after teenagers, Mm -hmm. you know, if I want to go over, you know, 15, 16, 18 year olds, I should be on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think it's for a restaurant, it's kind of identifying, okay, Glazed is probably going to get a lot of the, you know, suburbs, you know, parents in the suburbs coming in. So we're going to focus heavy on Facebook and not put as much attention into TikTok and Instagram as we do Facebook you think it's, is that a smart approach to it for a restaurant? Or you think it's just going with like, where you have the best community engagement?
1: Uh, Community engagement is great, because that's when people share, like back to Instagram, like what's hacking the algorithm right now. um, It's people sharing stuff. Mm -hmm. And like being able to say, like, hey, getting people to share your post on their story. Yeah, that's going to bump the relevancy yeah. way, way up. Mm-hmm. So, actually, it's something that I'm just starting to pay a little bit of attention to and say, like, Hey, how can we bring value to making that happen? Yeah. Um, so, if people start sharing, have community, like you're going to get reach. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like what demographic are you trying to reach? If you're trying to reach a 40 plus demographic, Facebook's your spot. Yeah. You know, if you're not, then, you know, I think Glaze and Confuse could have an amazing TikTok account. Yeah. Why? They could. Because that business is about dancing and having fun and right. being kooky and creative. Like, it was made for that. Yeah. But how many 13-year-olds are wandering their way downtown yeah, exactly. on, a, on a Saturday morning?
0: Although, you know, it, it always reminds me of when I was in the mattress and furniture industry. Yep. The, One of the heads of Tempur-Pedic, this mattress company, yep. told me one of the smartest things that they ever did was they were running ads on Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel like 20 years ago. Knowing that when these <laughs> kids grew up and they went to buy a mattress right. when they were like 25, 20, 30, you know. That's
1: why Gary's making like kids cartoons right, right now. Right, exactly. Jeez, I don't know how many people have that level of <laughs> either time, yeah. resources, or vision to do that, yeah. right? Like how many restaurants you know are making 10-year plans?
0: No, well, you know, <laughs> right. for my clients, I am. I keep asking them, what do we do in six months in a recession? Well, right, right. You know. Right. Um, I haven't I haven't lived in this industry through that. I barely yeah. rem- I had a fur- my own furniture store I owned and. 2008 and all i really remember from it is that it went under you know i don't really remember <laughs> why um yeah you know, i was 21 years old i wasn't paying attention to anything yeah and so i i haven't lived through this industry in yep. a hard time yep and so i don't know how things really get affected but i keep asking my clients like okay where are we at financially like do we need to, we need to start thinking about this now. So what are we going to do in six months when a third of our customers stop going out to eat? Yeah. Yeah. You that's
1: know. interesting. I mean, like kids do have, now I'm thinking about it a little bit deeper. You know, kids do have a lot of pull over the purchasing decision, especially when it comes like to donuts Yeah, and like where we're going for lunch. Right. Right. So like granted, if they glaze and confuse starts a great TikTok account mm-hmm. and the middle school and high school crowd really dig it. Yeah. And then it's like they want to go to the place and make their own TikTok video at the place that makes the cool yes. TikTok videos, right? And yeah. so are the parents going to go there? Yeah, they're yeah. going to go there. So like maybe there is a play there. Yeah. I mean, there there's a thing, you know, obviously on Facebook, at Facebook, Instagram, right? We have the advantage of if we have an email list, mm-hmm. right? And I think maybe that's a, an opportunity for restaurants because restaurants do have the ability to get email addresses yeah. via for like reservations mm-hmm. and, you know, specials and and offers it's a balance, right? Because if you're getting an offer every week from your restaurant, you're probably unsubscribing. Yeah. Right. That's why like maybe a podcast and and some other content, but you have that email address. Like then you can really target, you know, like audiences, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and maybe you can expand your reach that way. Yeah. Um, some of your strategies on social are coming from obviously what Gary's saying, what Gary's putting out there, which is like mm -hmm. consistent content. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think it's better, like for, if I, if I hold off Instagram for like three or four days Mm -hmm. and put out a post, Mm -hmm. I will notice that one post will get more engagement Mm -hmm. than if I post four times a day Mm -hmm. and by engagement, I'm talking about, you know, we're talking about likes and comments, so I I don't know what it turns into for that restaurant. You know why? Why?
1: You get that? I don't, (laughs) know Because Instagram's afraid they're going to lose you. Really? So they went. They want you to get a taste. Mm. Right. We get a dopamine hit when we get attention. Yeah. When we get the likes and the engagements. And when you start to withdraw from that Instagram, that crowd gets really nervous. Huh. Oh my gosh, is he spending his time on TikTok? Wow. Right? So it's like, oh, you that's why Mm. you've seen like, hey, this person hasn't posted in a while. That's what drives that. Oh, wow. Because they're like, oh, hey, here's let's keep you in the ecosystem. Mm. Right. Let's people who may have missed you or may like, it's a little fresh for them because they're seeing three posts from everybody else. Right. Right. And that's what drives that. It really is a gamed system designed Mm. to keep you stuck to it. Yeah. Right. So you're like, oh, well maybe I'm curious that like if you started making a post every four days. Yeah. You wouldn't get that anymore.
0: That's pretty interesting. I haven't done that in probably two, three months. Yeah. Um, But I I, should try that. Yeah. I went on this thing of, I'm so used to going out to eat, taking a picture on my phone or my camera. Yep. And just throwing it up there real yep. quickly, and even unedited. Yeah. And I still, for the most part, don't edit anything and put <gasps> it out there. <gasps> I'm <Yeah>. just kidding. <laughs> I yeah, I you know I have the Lightroom app. Yeah. I even have the little you know cable thing to plug in my SD card right in my phone, so I can get it. Yeah, right up pretty right quickly. off the camera. Yeah. Um, but I've now I've suddenly stopped posting while I'm there, mm-hmm. and if I know I don't have enough images. Like I have sixteen thousand pictures on my phone of food. I've probably you got enough. Yeah, them, yeah. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um so if I like we went out to eat Sunday and, you know, took a picture of fish and chips at Coleman's mm-hmm. you know, with a pint of Guinness, I know that's gonna convert well. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not putting this out right now. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until I get like till I need it ten more images and then I'm gonna buffer them for the entire week and I'll be good. Yep. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> You know, so I'm doing more stuff like that. So I'll get a couple of days between posts. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, if I just buffered out for a day mm-hmm. and I'm done for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was trying that for about a month. I would, I was putting out three posts a day, mm-hmm. morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really caring too many, too much about the times anymore. Like I used to, mm-hmm. because I just don't think it matters as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just throwing this stuff out there, you know, and I noticed that engagement shrunk like crazy. I mean, it would, it went from two or 300 likes down to like 50 because or Because you're putting so much out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, go, it makes sense of what you just said, because that's what they're doing. If I wait, for less the people are days,
1: seeing it. And, yeah. and there's a, there's probably uh, and also a, like in a parallel rail is probably just like, I'm less interested. Yeah. I'm seeing more from you. Pictures of food. Right now I'm going to be a little stingier with my like or my comment or my engagement because I've just seen a lot of it. Right. You know, so it's probably a combination of the both, but for sure you get an algorithm boost when you haven't posted for a while and like, Oh great. You're not gone. Let's, let's keep you here. Let's get you a little excited about being here again. Oh Maybe something's changing me that now I'm just better. Right. Right. Oh, I'm just better. It must be better. It couldn't be anything else. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) So oh, they got, they have human behavior down to a science. Oh yeah, for sure, man. <laughs>
0: uh, and they, you know, it's like, I think about that with Gary all the time, like the sport card thing. I'm like, well, of course sport cards are going to take off. You're talking about it. Like yeah. there's millions right, right. of people that are doing what you're telling them to do. Yeah. This is, I can't, you know, I would love to have. It's that amazing sort of to have
1: that influence over it, over like a, a niche. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's the nature of influencers, right?
0: Listen, I bought two pa- full packs of the tops cards, man.
1: Oh, the um, the ones with the Gary yeah. V. edition? <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny. I almost bought one. I haven't bought – my son and I, I have a box of old – all my old, like, baseball and basketball and football cards. Yeah. And we were looking in there, like, my Barry Sanders rookie cards <laughs> and, like, all these great ones. And and the, so I was, like, I was into cards as a kid, and I used to yeah. have the Beckett. So, like, there is something nostalgic that triggered when, like, just seeing – Oh, yeah. Seeing true. Gary do that has made me be like, you know – yeah, I like Gary, and we've spent some time together. Yeah, but it's just that one specifically. It's just like his boyhood dream <laughs> just came true. Like yeah, he's yeah. in the and for someone who has as much going as he does. Yeah, like that was really special. And I was like, almost bought it. I didn't yeah. quite get there, but I felt really good for him. <laughs> you know,
0: it's uh, it's one of the it, it worked. I, I love nothing more than eat local. It's pretty easy. It, it's it's. Uh, more satisfying because if i put a post out mm-hmm. and i'll get those shopify notifications mm-hmm. and you know so i'll do a story i'll put an email out just put an email out this weekend and it had a 25 percent open rate and like a 10 percent click-through rate and i was like holy cow uh you know which that's sad that's but a, that's also great no i get it but legit it converted into three sales, mm-hmm. and I love that stuff. It's harder for a restaurant where I don't know if that person just came in off that post or right, not. Right, right. Um, I know you got to go on, so I'm just going to ask one question. Yeah. Uh, one more question, and I that get, is yeah, I a little time. if you owned a restaurant, mm-hmm. it could be anywhere, but let's just say because we're in Syracuse, it's in Syracuse. Okay. You, you're a restaurant owner. Uh, even with your experience and knowledge and background and what you do and branding and storytelling, what would you be doing right now?
1: Um, I would definitely be putting out content. Let's start there. Um, I think I would find out... Talking about branding, right? Which is probably the thing I talk most about these days. Mm-hmm. It really is cultivating the feeling people get when they interact with you in some way, when they think about you in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be different for every business and even businesses in the same space. It's going to be different, right? The Adidas people and the Nike people affiliate with those brands for different reasons, right? Yeti coolers, we all know that no cooler is worth $700, right? right? The ice just isn't that much colder. But Yeti is a fashion brand. Yeah, It's not a cooler brand. I just, who was I? I was speaking to somebody and... Very successful business owner. And he was like telling me how he will not let his wife buy a Yeti cooler because it's <laughs> ridiculous. He's like, I'll buy more ice. He goes, I don't need it to last two weeks. Yeah. I need it to last a day. Right. <laughs> the Coleman will help it last for a day. I was like, but you know, they've done a good job of convincing your wife. She's more fashionable with yeah. a Yeti cooler. Right. And so I would be looking for the things that make my business fashionable. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean apparel, right. If you yeah. can get it into apparel, like that's right. cool. Right. But beyond that, yeah. like, what does it say about me? Because I say brand isn't just the feeling. Brand is actually a reflection of your own values back at you, mm. right? So I would figure out what it is that the people I want in my restaurant, what they, is important to them, mm. and I would find a way to make my restaurant a reflection of those values. So it could be family, it could be fun, it could yeah. be um, elite and you know fancy. It could be you know value. Right, hey, yeah. I get the most food for the least money, right? Yeah. That's a value like Walmart. If you read through Walmart's brand guide, right. they really identify two key personas. One is the person that has the money to buy the more expensive stuff, yeah. but they see it as a value. Hmm. Right? Why would I pay more money if I can get it cheaper yeah. at Walmart? So, we're targeting those people saying like, "Hey, you have the money. You could buy it somewhere else, but you know it's really important to like spend that other money somewhere else." That's a persona. Yeah. The other persona is the people who need to make that dollar stretch as far as possible because it's life and death, Hmm. because it's a matter of having or have not, you know? And so Walmart does a good job at identifying those restaurant business. I would do the same exact thing. Why do people find it value? Yeah. Right. Is it all those things, fun, fancy, you know, value, um, convenience, whatever the neighborhood it's in, right? I'm just cooler because I'm eating in this neighborhood, whatever it is, I would find that and I would talk about that on the content. I'll talk about, now you have to have a good base product. Like we look at rise and shine. Yeah. Right. Rise and shine Mm -hmm. is a great example of, of a full offering that goes from like, it's like, you know, little kid food for big people, basically. (laughs) And everybody's friendly, and they have a three-hour wait. Yeah. Which exactly. is really frustrating <laughs> and annoying, but they always have
0: a three-hour wait. We just got, we went up there Sunday, a the new spot on Westcott, and it was a 45-minute wait. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we wound up going across the street because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I could have the story wrong. I, if you're listening and I have this wrong, forgive me, but I believe the story goes that Rise and Shine on Thompson was there, not doing well, about to go out and then started doing these Instagrammable things and went all in on that, and it took off. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I think way, oh, boy, I I will say this. I think it's right. Way, way back, to bring it all the way around full circle to the beginning of our conversation, the Caputo family. Yeah. I think his grandfather, maybe. Okay. There was some level of involvement back in the day. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. but Hmm. Rise and Shine, I ate there like once, like, Six years ago. Yeah. And it was like, eh. Yeah. It was like, okay. Yes. It's a diner food. Yeah. Coffee's what I expect. The eggs are what I expect. The price is what I expect. Yeah. And I never went back. Right. And then I tried to go back after like people are telling me like rise and shine, I'm like rise and shine. Yeah. Like the juxtaposition of that, um, I was talking to, to um, my producer Pat and he also directs a lot of our marketing strategy. And we were talking about this podcast coming up and he's like, Hey, how about the dough place in the mall? <laughs> he goes, I went, took my daughter to Build-A-Bear the week it opened. Yeah, He goes, and I couldn't get in Build-A-Bear because there was a line at the dope place. <laughs> right. And everybody went because it was awesome and it seemed really cool. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Right. It was two weeks. And now I was just telling him I was at the mall on Monday. And the Auntie Anne's line, which is near there, mm-hmm. was like 30 people deep <laughs> going in front of the dope place. And the dope place had a lock on the door because wow. the person, the one person that was working there on Memorial, Labor Day weekend hmm. when everybody else was busy yeah. had to take a break. Wow. And no one look like they miss it. Yeah. Right? Wild. So the, the the core offering has to be great. Yeah, for sure. But then, like, like the rise and shines. Yeah. And we'll look, see what happens with them. Are they going to get a bigger spot? I know, right. Yeah. Right? Get a bigger spot so they can fit more people. Then the recession hits, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right at the right time? Yeah. Like, who
1: knows what that is? But what's their actual capacity? But yeah, they have good problems right now.
0: I know, they do. Listen, I go in. I mean, I kind of have to, but I went in there and spent $12 on one of those milkshake or hot chocolate, whatever. <laughs> I didn't even eat or drink the thing. I only bought it for the picture, <laughs> you know, and I, I have to, but there's tons of people out there that are just doing it for themselves.
1: Oh yeah. And when they go out and they go out there, right. Everyone's posting it. Yeah. Why? Cause that's where they found out about it. Yeah. And that sure. it makes them feel special.
0: I think about restaurants who do it well in the area and they don't so much anymore, but especially when they first opened original grain mm-hmm. and XO mm-hmm. did it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they were, the, not only were they getting creating spaces in their restaurants for people to take pictures, mm-hmm. I mean, the I don't know if you've been to Exo Taco yep, before, I have that neon lip wall, yeah, the it's greenery. Awesome. you know, I'm never going to take my picture in front of that thing, yep. But, the but fact you've that seen it in it, a lot of pictures, yeah, haven't exactly. you? Yeah. And now yeah, they have content, yeah, you know, they have content, and OG did that from day one, yep. They had content from people you know, because people
1: that, that eat there regularly, they feel like it says something about their level of cool, frankly. Yeah. Right? Whether it's health or whether that's style, you know, attitude, yeah. it just it says that and they connect with it.
0: So if you have time, I'm just gonna ask one question. Yeah, go for and it. And that is uh, if a restaurant's starting a brand, does yep. it have to be about their food? Like could a restaurant start a YouTube show that is about, um, I don't know, money management or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If their name is getting out there.
1: Uh, I think it has to connect at some point. Okay, Like it can't, you could, yeah. but the path back now, if it's a one person, yeah, right. And there's one personality and, and that person is starting a restaurant, but is also passionate about fitness. Like look at Eric Hinman, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about OG, right? Yeah. So very passionate about fitness. Yeah. And entrepreneurship and was a big part of starting a restaurant and at least getting a lot of the momentum behind it. Yeah. Right. That works. Yeah. Why? Because it's Eric. Right. But if it was like original grain starting a podcast about fitness, right? Yeah. That still is at least close. Yeah. But if it was about money management, not so much. Right. So it does have to be a parallel rail. Okay. But I I do think that that, like the keto conversation we had. Yeah. Right, if the restaurant features keto, like what's that new one ten grill in the mall? Right, in, in Des, uh, Destiny. Yeah. Right, very uh, friendly to gluten free. Very yeah. friendly. Everything's made from scratch. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the allergen specific. I went in with my family and they were like, "Hey, if it's got any kind of gluten free or like it gets mm-hmm. toothpick, only the manager will carry it out." Hmm. Right, like so for them starting something about what it's like to eat when you have allergies or a gluten allergy. Right, oh, yeah. like. That's cool. That works. Yeah. Right. They don't have to talk about the burgers. They don't right. have to talk about, right. People just trust them. So I think it can be a parallel thing, but there has to be quality content. Yeah. And I think if it's just about the food, people won't listen. So yeah. I, I would say like just making it about your food is a big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. What What is the food? How does the food work their its way into the lives of other people? I mean, that's our strategy in automotive. Yeah. It's our strategy in everything we do, but in automotive automotive is connected to just about every area hmm. of a suburban life yes right when you get in big cities not as much right because people aren't buying cars but out here every area so what do you want to storytell around i don't know pick pick something (laughs) birth of a new baby buying your first home getting married going on a college trip like you think about it going to work going to record a podcast right right? you think about it you need your car to do it therefore that car connects to a human being that connects with something they're doing in their lives find a way to connect the dots through the product so if all i talked about was burgers every week Right. It'd be great for a week, yeah. and then I'd eat a burger, and then I'd want to hear about something else. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. Today, thanks for man. having
1: me, man. This place is great, and yeah, I'm a big yeah, fan of yours. First
0: podcast in the uh, new space. I'm honored. So. Yeah, there good. it is. Sign the desk. <laughs> thanks, Paul. <laughs> thanks, Anthony. There it is, folks. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you did, if you want to find out more about Paul, you can go over to congruentstory.com find this company's website you can also go follow paul at i think it's paul b daily uh, on instagram facebook wherever he's on linkedin he's all over the place so go give paul a follow don't forget the eat local cmy card the next card is out that second edition head over to eatlocalcmy.com purchase your card today and as a huge announcement We just had Empire Brewing Company join the card. That's right. Both their locations in downtown and their brew pub out in Cazenovia. Both locations are now on the Eat Local CMY card. You can start using your Eat Local CMY card to save $5 off a $25 purchase out there today. So, head over to eatlocalcmy.com and pick up your Eat Local CMY card for 20 bucks. And don't forget, 20% of every purchase goes directly to support Helping Hounds Dog Rescue here in Syracuse. And last but not least, huge shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode, Sriracha Q's. Don't forget to go to SrirachaBox.com and get your Sriracha Cues subscription.